Family Shield Ministries has a vision to impact the world for Christ and transform lives in time for eternity. Family Shield Ministries also has a mission to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and strengthen individuals and their families. Family Shield also has a need, a need for partnership and support from caring Christians to help with the vision and mission of family ministry. Your donation of any size can be made securely through PayPal at FamilyShieldMinistries.com. What is Adult and Teen Challenge? How does it help individuals struggling with addictions become mentally sound, emotionally balanced, socially adjusted, physically well, and spiritually alive? How does it help men, women, and teens who struggle with substance abuse? What type of challenges do those addicted to substance abuse deal with? How does this program help restore broken lives to men and women overcome by addictions? And how is the program holistic in nature? Join us today as I interview C.R. Kirsten, Executive Director of Adult and Teen Challenge. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and host for today's program. Thanks, CR, for being our guest today on Family Shield. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kay. You're very welcome. So tell our listeners about the mission of Adult and Teen Challenge. Well, Adult and Teen Challenge was started in, in 1957 by David Wilkerson. Perhaps you've read the book, Cross and Switchblade, in the streets of New York. He mm-hmm. felt called to meet with uh, gang members, and since that time, uh, Teen Challenge is actually worldwide. We're part of the Home Missions Department to the Assemblies of God, but there are 270 centers in the United States and over 1,000 uh, overseas worldwide outside the U.S. Fantastic. That's great. That's great. Well, I know today we're going to focus on what you do as the executive director of uh, several uh, facilities, residential facilities, Uh, centers here in the metro St. Louis area. But I just wanted our listeners to to know that what you do is uh, not just throughout the United States, but also internationally uh, available in case someone needs help. So share a little bit about the statistics related to drugs and substance abuse. I think you mentioned it's more like life-controlling problems. Yes, we've kind of changed it to where it's more than just drugs and alcohol, though that's kind of the root of where we start dealing with people because we're we're a year program and they come in for a year. Mm. The, the stats and, and the cost to them, um, most drug rehabs charge anywhere from... to $20,000 a month. Our program to them, the only cost is $500 for a whole year. Wow. That's all we charge. So we are, we are, uh, we are supported by private donations, churches, individuals, businesses who support us that, uh, and that we're able to uh, do that. So really we're dealing with people that are pretty well broken and they've pretty well exhausted all their avenues as far as getting finances and, and having money. And so our door is open. I used to be free, but I changed that because 
um, because I think people need to get a little skin in the game. Mm, I agree. You know, they need to put some mm-hmm. with it. But but my main thing is the gospel's free and so should this program be uh-huh. free. So that's fantastic. So that's always been my yeah, that's always been my philosophy with it. So the drugs and alcohol, well, as you've as you've known and used to hear before the coronavirus, we were hearing about kids dying every day for, for fentanyl because of heroin. And it's just it's like I think like twenty percent people have used it, ten to 20, sometimes those under 25, it's as high as 30. And I talked about marijuana is a big thing. And even though a lot of states are legalizing it, now they're finding out because the THC is so high that there's uh, there's consequences because of that. And Colorado and state of Washington and Illinois is going to find out the same problem. You know, it's just not, it's just not free tax money. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. There's, right. there's, a price, there's a price you have to pay for sin. And, and I think they're going to realize that. Um, sooner or later, because nothing's really free like that. There's there's a price you have to pay. Yeah, you know, this week, um, I know many of the people that support us have loved ones that have gotten involved in drugs or alcohol addiction. And I made some calls to some of them. And I know, you know, I see it on TV, and I know most of our listeners do too. But when it hits home, it's so much more challenging. And thank you so much for what you do for men, women, and teenagers. Um, that's amazing what you're not charging. Um, but I do agree with you. They need to have a little skin in the game. A little bit makes them realize they need to be committed to this. So tell us a little bit about your program. You mentioned it's a year. It's a residential campus, is it not? Yes, uh, we have room for uh, 24 men and room for 12 women, and they come in and we, well, their schedule is they get up at 6 a.m., we keep them busy till 10 o'clock at night. We have uh, about four or five hours of classes every day, like discipleship-type classes. Uh, some of them I'll give you is like love and accepting yourself, how to deal, deal with failure, how to change your attitudes. They memorize several verses. Um, because we're, we're, we're strictly a discipleship program. And our philosophy is when you fall in, when you fall in love with Jesus, that's what's going to change you. And when I first started in this work, I, I started in 1978. I graduated college. I came to, uh, back then it was Teen Challenge. Now we call it Adult Teen Challenge because we deal with more than just teenagers. Mm-hmm. In fact, in fact, our age group here is, is 18 years old and older. You can't really mix younger ones anymore. But anyway, when I first came here in 1978, um, I graduated college and I was working here and they gave me, uh, on my pay. We were on the, um, inner city of St. Louis. We were on Washington Avenue and I came to work at Teen Challenge for 15 bucks a week. Mm. And they gave a me week? a raise to, a week and they gave me a raise to 25 my first week. So I told my dad, here's a kid gone to college. I told my dad I got a 66 and two third percent raise in a week. <laughs> and so he thought I was a great asset to the company. Mm. But, uh, but anyway. <laughs> The first guy I worked with was uh, so strung out on angel dust and other drugs that after six electroshock treatments, a psychiatrist told his parents that he'll be institutionalized the rest of his life. And they had already spent about 20000 on him. Now, that's back in 1978. And they said he'd be institutionalized. He was like a zombie. I used to have to carry him from room to room. He couldn't hold a conversation. Um, you know, he just, he, he was like, like I said, he was like a zombie. And he, and he went through our program. He got his GED. He graduated our program, went on to college. 
graduate with honors. And 16 years ago, I celebrated my, my 25th anniversary here. And he flew in from the state of Utah, and he's a principal of a school. Oh, wow. I've seen, I've seen over 4,000 like him mm. in, the, in the years I've been 4, here. So I've seen 000. a lot of miracles, yeah. Whoa. So you mentioned um, you have you actually have more than one residential campus. The women are separate from... The Correct. campus is separate yeah. from the men and and, um, uh, and teenagers, obviously, as well. Correct. Uh, we're located in High Ridge, Missouri, okay. uh, which is just uh, a suburb of Fenton, maybe, but we're in Jefferson County. Uh, we moved out here in 1981. We started our women's center in the city back in 2011. That's a story in itself. But then we got a grant from the Jefferson Foundation for 200000 and we were able to purchase a house in the High Ridge area that is close to our men's facility. Because my, my wife, even though I'm the executive director, my wife is the program director of the women's, and uh, my daughter works there, too. And so I have a staff of about 14 people between both centers. Mm. So we'll live in staff, too. My wife and I, we, we live on the property at the men's center. Our mm. kids were raised here. We raised our kids on the property, and uh, and yeah, I've got a board of directors too, so it's just not me doing my own mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I I could be fired too, I guess. But, yes, uh, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. Re- I would really have to do something goofy though. Right. Yeah. They trust but, you. They know you're right. doing a good job. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more. You 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 said some of the things you know that they do, but there is. Did I I read that there's a 30 day program and a four to 12 month program, but you mentioned it's a year is, are they signing up for a year to begin with? Well, we used to do that, but the culture has changed so uh-huh. up with uh, a lot of people don't want to stick like they used to. Right. So, so we came up with a 30 day and that's more like an evangelism type thing. Let's get them in. Cause you know, cause they look at 12 months and they're like, really? Yeah. They think it's too long. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, and so we, so we came up with a 30 day, but that's more like evangelism. You know, people that, that don't know anything about the Lord will say, Hey, just come and try for 30 days. And usually it takes them that long just to dry out. Mm. And then they didn't want to do a year. So he said, so then the next step is for uh, well, four months. And, and then after that, if you want to stay for, for, uh, you know, if, if you want to stay for, for six, you know, well, well for six or seven more months, eight, eight more months, it's, it's fine with us you know, and, but, but the thing is, and so we're not pushing the timeline, but just to give an example, before this coronavirus happened, the Friday before Monday, when I basically um, um, made both centers isolation, put them in isolation, we had six guys graduate our, our program and four of them graduated the four months and two of them graduated the 30 day. So, oh, okay. so and, and we, we don't really count them as graduates. We just say they complete because graduation is if you do the whole 12, but I found it necessary to open it up to keep people to come in because they're hearing the gospel the whole time. Sure. They, they say that somebody that's been in, in teen challenge for one year has as much Bible knowledge as somebody that's been in church for 10. Wow. But here's the deal. Long distance, though, is from head to heart. Yes, and that's, that's and that, right. That takes a lot. So they can know the word, but are they really living it and having a relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing here. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, then, CR, your program is different. And I did read the book by your founder, and it's just an amazing story. But your program is different because most substance abuse programs have nothing to do with coming to know Christ and learning what God's Word says. Um, but yours, that's that's a primary thing that, that you want them. I always remember what your uh, 
founder said, you want them to know that God loves them no matter what they've done. I, I found that fascinating as I read that great book. Um, Correct. So would you say that's one of the main differences of your program versus other substance abuse programs? Yes. Other programs that, well, it's just like some of them believe that you can have the higher power, but anybody who's really, anybody who's really ever changed is somebody that gets a personal relationship with the higher right, power. Right. And we know who the higher power is. Mm-hmm. So we start from day one. Here's the higher power, and, and, and we introduce Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's when they get that relationship with Jesus that they realize that he loves them regardless of where they've been and what they've done. That alone brings a change, because now they're having a personal relationship with the creator of the universe. And that's what brings change in their hearts. And, it's a, and it takes time. It's not, a, uh, you know, it's, it's not like instant potatoes. I mean, they're, they're, they're put through a lot of trials, just, just living with other people. You know, I tell, yeah. them, I tell them if there's 24 guys here, it's like you're living with 24 different families. I mean, uh, really, because yeah. everybody's got their quirks. But, but through it all, God, God just makes it happen. I remember one time uh, a couple students, you know, well, sometimes they try to, um, they try to manipulate, you know, and kind of take over. So we mm-hmm. got in a conversation, and they said, C.R., well, you know that, you're, that, that your staff are imperfect, and you guys still sin and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and in fact, I was teaching class, and I said, yeah, yeah. But I said, well, you know what the miracle is? And they go, what's that? That God can take imperfect people like myself and my staff and bring about his perfect will in you. Mm-hmm. That's a miracle, and that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And so, well, well, they didn't have much more to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, good, good. So um, tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that some of these people that come to uh, be there with you have gone through. I mean, I'm sure that many of them, uh, besides being addicted to uh, drugs and alcohol, have other issues, maybe as they've grown up in abusive homes or uh, other issues related to that. Just share a story. I know we're going to hear from one of your uh, clients soon, but just share a little bit more about just some of the issues that they face that they bring into their lives that um, disrupts it, especially as we think about life controlling problems. Well, it, it, it can be it can be anywhere from um, probably dealing with the women's centers probably harder than the men because a lot of them by the time we get them they've been through so much baggage uh, they've been they've been sold they've been used they've been prostituted uh, for, for drugs. Um, same with the guys, though they 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 can be abused physically, verbally, um, you know. It's just it, it's just kind of uh, their whole pattern of thinking uh, is 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 different. They they a lot of times they don't believe that they could amount to anything, and so and so here's the thing: when they come and the Lord begins to deal with them, He really begins to show them personally how wonderful they are. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! Wow. And for, wow. And for most of them. They've never heard that before. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't heard anything. But you're dumb, and you can't do anything. And yeah. then, and, and, and but then on the other side of the spectrum, then so person has real good parents, real good family, mm-hmm. and they still go out and screw up because they get addicted to drugs. Sure, sure. And so there's so so it's really not so much. I mean, there's no family that's perfect. No. But uh, but it's but but it's not so much the family as it's what they have chosen to do, mm-hmm. and they've chosen that path. And and once again, they they get to that part of, regardless of what, what whether their family's great or their family's not so great, 
it's it's still a part of how they feel about themselves. Yes, and so and so and so the Lord begins to change their view of themselves. You know, and, God, and God's biggest, God, you know, like like I kind of share this with them here. I said I'll give you an example of how God thinks. You know how people are disappointed in you, and you're disappointed in other people, and they go, "Yeah, yes, yeah, sure, I get that." I go, "Well, well here's here's here, here's a tidbit of how God is. God is never disappointed in you. He's disappointed for you." Mm-hmm. See, it's a whole mm-hmm. different concept. Yeah. And so God is disappointed for you because God has because God has a great plan for you. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Well, I need to uh, uh, make some announcements. Today, Family Shield is giving away regrets, reality, and restoration. To request a complimentary booklet, call the Family Shield Response Center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send your donation to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can sign up to receive our complimentary email newsletter that's sent out monthly at www.familyshieldministries.com. Or you can send us your email and we'll do it for you, witness2family at gmail.com. Uh, I also want to let our listeners know that we just recently added a link on our website where you can now submit a prayer request, and we and our prayer partners will be praying for you. So again, that website is www.familyshieldministries.com. Now I want to go back and uh, again introduce my guest, and then I'm going to also be... um, talking to one of the clients and letting him share his testimony. Um, Again, I've been interviewing C.R. Kirsten. He is the executive director of Adult and Teen Challenge. And uh, their uh, residential facility is here in the St. Louis metro area. Okay, so Rico is on the line right now with me. He is going to be sharing his testimony. And uh, welcome, Rico. Thank you so much for joining us today on Family Shield. Thank you for having me, Kay. It's uh, an honor to be on your show. Thank you so much. Well, tell our listeners um, a little bit about how the program impacted you. Well, the program itself impacted me in such a great, such a mighty way. Actually, I believe the program is a tool that God used to grab our attention, especially for lost and broken and need guidance. Uh, the program had a major effect in my life once I surrendered over to Jesus. Um, to give a little bit more, I come from. I come from the South Side of Chicago. I grew up in a very uh, dysfunctionally family household. My mother was a uh, my mother was a workaholic. My dad was an alcoholic. Due to the fact there was so much drama at home, that kind of pushed pushed me to the streets of Chicago. Uh, at the age of fourteen, uh, I all the stuff that was going at home forced me not to want to be there all the time. So I ended up turning over to uh, a group of friends. Who are all who are all gang related, and uh, mm. I end up joining a gang called the Latin Kings. Um, from the age of fourteen through eighteen, I was in and out of jail, in and out of courtrooms. I was kicked out of school. It's fine. Uh, getting into trouble, just really making a bad name for myself. 
Um, I was experimenting with all kinds of drugs and alcohol at the age of 15. Uh, by the time I hit the age of 18, I experimented with heroin. And uh, at that time, I thought um, that I was just, it was just going to be a one-time thing. I thought if I'm me trying this drug, which is I was going to be all right, I wouldn't get addicted to it. And I always, always point point out, like, you know, I'm never going to be like that one person on the street corner hustling, trying to get some money for the drug. Well, it took less than a year. I found myself out strung out. Mm-hmm. Um, from the age of 18 through 23, 24, I was, I was in and out of rehab centers. I was um, in and out of treatment centers. I was in and out of treatment centers, in and out of uh, halfway houses. Uh, I burned every bridge I, I could possibly. Um, I found myself living on the street of Chicago at the age of 25, broken and hopeless. away. And my so-called gang members who I to hang out with didn't want nothing to do with me either. Matter of fact, I was actually on the run from them from the stuff I was involved in. Um, it wasn't until uh, one night I was in my mess that I called out to God, asking God to help me to get out and to get to help me, to help me, help me out, help me break this chain of addiction, help me to get better because I was tired of the way I was living. Right then and there, I got a text message from my uncle, and it was just a number to it, right? And uh, I ended up calling that number. It was for it was to Adult Teen Challenge. Oh my. So I didn't know what the number was, so I decided to go ahead and click it. And this was, um, I think I had a very few minutes on my phone. So I ended up clicking and taking a chance. And sure enough, I found myself in the Adult Teen Challenge. Wow. I entered, yeah, I entered Adult Teen Challenge at, at the age of 25, 25, December, 20, December 5th, 2016. Um, entering the program, I, was, I, was, I didn't know what to expect. I was scared, you know. One first thing is foremost, I wanted to get off the streets of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but then something happened. I'm telling you, something happened. Something happened where when I started digging into the Bible, reading the Bible, I, God started revealing Himself to me in a mighty way. He started showing me who He was and how, who I was in Christ. And I started to change. I started noticing the little changes, the way I used to carry myself and how I, I used to speak to people. It's like God took my heart. That was it was hard. It's put it this way. It's like grabbing an ice cube and putting it in the palm of your hands and watch it melt away. And that's what I felt like Jesus did to my heart. Mm. As time as time went on, God started restoring my relationship with my family. He started he started he started opening more opportunities for me to further my education. He also gave me an opportunity to come down to St. Louis Teen Adult Teen Challenge and able to be in this program, which um, was tied into another center, which allowed me to got, to get my GED. Um, God has shown me so many things that I that I took granted for. God has revealed who I was, who I am now, and who I wasn't before. So um, going through the program, God definitely helped me get rid of a lot of bitterness, anger, depression I had going on. He filled me with His love, His joy, and His peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, uh, I remember, I remember talking to God one night and asking God, "Hey, God, help me move this mountains of." addiction help me break this help me break this anger help me get rid of this bitterness but how, how, you know how many of us do know that when you do ask god to help you move a mountain don't be surprised we hands the <laughs> shovel well for me adult teen challenge was that shovel yeah so uh, i'm just very thankful for what he's done for me oh, um, and god and god tells us to live by faith and to trust in him and i remember those the point there was a point in time where um when I was in the program, I was, I, like I said, I was on the run from my gang because of the stuff I was involved in. Um, I remember 
God, God told me, you cannot serve two masters. Jesus says either you're hot or cold, because if you're lukewarm, you get spit out. So I remember he told me, you cannot serve two masters. you got to serve him full, full heartedly. So I remember I went down to my street gang. I took a pass from the program, going down to my street gang, and uh, God wanted me to go up there and tell him that I was done with it. Mm. I was scared. I was nervous. I was like, "Are you serious?" And then, but I that was that that where that's where faith comes in place, and that's where you practice faith to trust in the Lord. So, I wanted to be obedient. I went down, passed from the program, went down to my old neighborhood, walked up to um, arrange a meeting to meet with the leaders of the gang. And I remember walking up to the porch, heart just pounding, tracing hands all sweating. Uh, I remember there was a guy standing on the front porch, and he looks at me. He recognized me right away. He's like, oh, it's you. So I come up there. He passed me down. We walk right in. And I remember seeing the, one of the leaders of the gang sitting on the couch. He jumps there really quick, puts his arm on my shoulder. And I'm kind of looking for his other hand because I'm, I'm afraid he might, you know, take me out or something or stab me. And he kind of looks at me. He's like, wow, that really, that's how you feel, Rico? Like, you've been all these years? He's like, if I really wanted you, man, I, I could have I took you out a long time ago. So I'm going in faith. I'm I'm trusting the God, and my heart's racing. And and he's like, so you want to you, you want to call this meeting? You want to you know come talk to me? I told him, look, man, um, I'm done. No, I'm done. I got I want no part of the gang no more. I want you to take my name off the books, which they used to go by. I I don't want no kind of part with you guys anymore. I I'm, I'm following the Lord now. My heart belongs to God. I want to follow God. It got really silent in that room. I can remember to this day. It got yeah. really silent. Him just standing right back at me. And he looks at me, he takes a deep breath, he's like, look, man, you're a liability. You know a lot, you've seen a lot. But since you came to me, he's like, and you came to me, you, weren't, you, didn't, you didn't run off or go MIA. He's like, you're here now, I'm going to respect that. So I'm going to do you well, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to let you out. And he's like, I'm going to let you go. He's like, you're going to go and do, you know, go live for the Lord. And I remember him warning me, he's like, but if I find out you're doing this for the wrong reasons, I'm going to come see you. But um, right then and there, he like cleared my name. But I knew who got all the glow. I knew who the Lord goes. So that gang leader told you to go and follow the Lord, but don't let him find out that. That's the thing. He thought that you know what, because yeah, my old lifestyle, my you know somebody who comes from addiction would like to be manipulated. Anything they can do to get their to get out of the situation, which right. he didn't. You know he didn't know. You know he didn't. Um, he told me he could see there was a diff. He was a, there was a difference in me. That he was like, you seem more bold, more confident, and you know there's something about you, which was Jesus. All right, very good. Well, uh, you've been hearing the testimony of Rico, uh, who has gone through the program with the Adult and Teen Challenge. We're so thankful that you were able to join us and share what the Lord is doing in your life, and we pray that God will continue to open doors for you, and to help you serve him all the days of your life. Uh, Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield, and I have been uh, speaking to the executive director, C.R. Kirsten, of Adult and Teen Challenge, and we just finished uh, hearing uh, a testimony of Rico, one of their clients who has gone through the program and has turned his life around with the Lord all things are possible. Thank you so much uh, for listening to Family Shield. And again, this is Kay Meyer. 
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.